Welcome to the Rena Malik MD podcast, where we explore health and demystify the complex to improve your quality of life. I'm Dr. Rena Malik, urologist and pelvic surgeon. Today's guest is Dr. Gio Espinosa. Dr. Gio is a naturopathic doctor, licensed acupuncturist, and functional medicine practitioner with education in benign prostatic diseases, holistic urology, and male optimization. He's the clinical assistant professor in urology at New York University, Langone Medical Center, and author of the book Thrive, Don't Only Survive, about prostate cancer. You can find him on his podcast, The Dr. Geo Podcast, or his YouTube channel at Geo Espinosa ND, where he discusses more about how to manage men's health issues using naturopathic techniques. In this podcast, we discuss how to use supplements for a better sex life. We review the different types of supplements, including botanicals, vitamins, minerals, and we discuss how to decide which types of supplements you should use and what precautions you should take when buying supplements. We also discuss naturopathic medicine and where to find a naturopathic doctor. Dr. Gio reviews his top five supplements to better health and better sexual health. We hope that you enjoy this episode and learn a great deal. I want to talk about supplements today, but before you get into buying supplements or even thinking about supplements, what are three things that people can do without a pill, without a supplement, that they can really optimize their health? And that's a very good point because I firmly, I'm a big fan and I think uh, uh, supplements, dietary supplements are very important, but not before three things. So that's a great number. Three things is exercise, physical exercise, four to six hours a week. You have to count, you have to schedule it. This is, and it is medicine. Just a study just came out. You might've seen it, uh, European Journal of Urology showing that lifestyle decreased the risk of mortality and even prevalence of prostate cancer in men who had a genetic predisposition to cancer, prostate cancer. But those that practice a lifestyle, a good lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, had a significant decrease in mortality or diagnosis from prostate cancer. So it is medicine, and I think we need to call it that, and we need to prescribe it more. So exercise, second to that is sleep. You know it better than anyone else. As a resident, you're sleep deprived and things just don't work well. One thing, you're also a mom. So you've had, you've had yeah. multiple episodes <laughs> of that. So have I, right? Yeah. Um, as a dad. So sleep deprivation is a problem. We can deal with it. The body does all kinds of things to keep, keep us well, but long-term is a problem. And I think it contributes to almost every disease that's out there. So good quality sleep. Thirdly, diet. But here's the kicker. It's not only what you eat, is when you eat. I think I'm a, yes. I'm a big fan at this point of intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're struggling with eating perfectly, I would say to patients typically, all right, don't eat perfectly, but spend 12 to 16 hours without eating. You can drink water, you can have tea, and then eat within an eight-hour time span. And then try to make at least one of those meals really good. I think that's helpful biologically, physically, and I think it's also practical for patients and people to do. So, so sleep deprivation is a problem. We can deal with it. The body does all kinds of things to keep, keep us well, but long-term is a problem. And I think it contributes to almost every disease that's out there. So good quality sleep. Thirdly, diet. But here's the kicker. It's not only what you eat, is when you eat. I think I'm a, I'm a big fan at this point of intermittent fasting. If, you, if you're struggling with eating perfectly, I would say to patients typically, all right, don't eat perfectly. But spend 12 to 16 hours without eating. You can drink water, you can have tea, and then eat within an eight-hour time span. 
and then try to make at least one of those meals really good. I think that's helpful biologically, physically, and I think it's also practical for patients and people to do. So those are the big three. Yes, that's great. So exercise four to six hours a week. And that sounds like a lot, but if you break it up over the course of the week, that's really not that much, you know, 20 minutes. Like I, I literally, I don't probably don't get four to six hours, but I do 10 minutes every morning before I go in the morning. And then I take the stairs all day long. And so like, like that's enough, right? It doesn't need to be a huge chunk of time where you're going to the gym or you're having this premeditated time. If you don't have it, like when I have young kids, I don't have a lot of time. I go out with my son, we bike ride together, we do stuff together, but ultimately like try to incorporate it in whatever you're doing. Now, let me tell you about the four to six hours so that your listeners are like, oh my God, I can never do that. The real research shows three hours a week. That's the minimum of what you need. So the research shows clearly three hours a week, nothing less. And that's like 30 minutes a day, six times a week. The reason why I say four to six hours, because it does indicate that the more you do, the better the outcome. But it seems like there are there are no returns or diminished, there are probably diminishing returns after six hours a week. Yeah. So what I would say is three to six hours, but never less than six hours, uh, than three hours a week. Some of the best moments in life are spontaneous, unplanned, but for men dealing with moderate to severe erectile dysfunction or ED, preparing for intimacy can rob you and your partner of spontaneity. The joy of living in the moment. Now you can restore that spark in your relationship with the AMS 700 implant, a clinically proven permanent solution designed for your satisfaction and your partner's. It's the number one physician-preferred implant. It's built to look and feel natural. Happy partners agree. 92% of patients and 96% of their partners report sexual activity with the implant excellent or satisfactory. It gives you the ability to respond to your partner's wishes in the moment, not minutes or hours later. The AMS 700. No pills, no injections, no waiting. For more information, visit edcure.org slash podcast. That's E-D-C-U-R-E dot O-R-G slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Sponsored by Boston Scientific. Yes, that's great. And again, like I said, it doesn't have to be intentionally going to the gym. It can be doing things that you enjoy, taking the stairs when you're at work, working a little further away from the door. And then sleep. I mean, I've made a whole couple of videos on sleep. I think sleep is so, so important. And this, our society that really puts so much pressure on us, like getting less sleep is good for you, but ultimately, you know, prioritize that, like make sure you get to bed at the same time every night or try to wake up the same time every morning. It's going to transform your life. Absolutely. So my next podcast is on sleep and it's practical solutions because we, you could have a whole podcast on sleep. In fact, some people do, but this is practical and it starts with mindset. It's not, I'll sleep when, you know, I'll sleep when I die. That's just not a good mindset. You want to prioritize it that it is absolutely essential. And if you put a gun in my hand and you ask me what's more important, diet or sleep, I think I'll have to go with sleep. Well, I mean, it's all tied together, right? If it's you all tied together. Well, you're not going right. to eat well the next day. And there's lots of studies to support that. And then That's lastly, right. diet. I love the fasting thing. And I also would add that if you can do it according to your circadian rhythm, and that's not necessarily always ideal for like quality of life. Like you want to have dinner and sit down with your family and it might not be when the sun is out, but essentially trying to eat when the sun is out and not eat when the sun is down is going to be better as far as fasting is concerned based on like our bio- biology, essentially. You know, I love that you're saying that. I don't think I've ever had a conversation about circadian r- rhythms with any other urologist before. 
And what you're also saying that's true is it doesn't have to be perfect. Know what you're aiming for. Know the rules. And then you actually can break, you can break them intelligently. In fact, I saw a study where they looked at melatonin levels in prostate cancer patients, and they found right. that patients who had higher melatonin levels, meaning they had, you know, were more attuned with their circadian rhythm, had lower risk of prostate cancer. I don't remember the exact right. study, but that's exactly um, correct. Yeah, it was very powerful, and I was like, wow. I wonder if we looked at this for all disease conditions. I know it's been studied for other conditions, particularly cancerous conditions, but like even benign conditions, like overactive bladder and BPA. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there's also a link there. They actually showed lower risk of prostate cancer and those with higher melatonin, but a, a risk of not only prostate cancer, but high risk prostate cancer and those with low melatonin levels. That's a, that's like so powerful. That's so yeah. crazy. And I, I love it. Um, so, you know, what I want to get into is a topic that I think our audience is really going to be interested in is, is supplements, right? Because right. I get a lot of questions about which supplement should I use? What should I do? So what do people need to know? Like, what do we know about the science of supplements and how much are we going to get more out of that science? And, you know, what should, what should we take away from it? I know that's kind of very general, but kind of broad strokes picture, right? They start with the question of what, what is a supplement? What's a diet? What's in a dietary? What, what does that mean? Right. A dietary supplement is really pretty much three things, a mineral, vitamin or a botanical or a herb. 90% of every supplement is one of these three things or all of these three things, right? So let's talk, let's go with vitamins and minerals. Vitamins and minerals do different things, but are essential for us to live and function. We cannot function without certain essentials, zinc, magnesium, vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin D. The question that always comes up is, can I get everything from food? We're not talking about botanicals yet. We're not yeah. talking about herbs yet. Right. And I get all these vitamins and minerals from food. Okay. And the answer is maybe not often, but no, Dr. Gio, um, I, I eat really clean. I'm a plant-based diet. Okay. So then if we start breaking down where that spinach came from, right, you see that a, it was harvested a really long time ago. It was exposed to different temperatures. By the time it ends up in your plate, then in your mouth, it is really depleted. Sometimes even the soil itself is depleted, depending on where your food is coming from. This is why you do need some vitamins and minerals. We're going to talk about vitamin D in a second, I'm sure. But yeah. vitamin D actually is, is virtually impossible to get from food. Yeah. You get you get from sun exposure, but mm -hmm. no one is out there long enough. And no one is out there, you know, naked or yeah. half naked enough, right? And melanin matters. So the your pigmentation matters and all these so you only really can get vitamin D from supplementation, but in terms of getting all the nutrients you need, not only to live longer, but to live better with age. Because our goal is not just to avoid disease. Our goal is to live better Absolutely. as we age. Yes. Right? Yes. That's the goal. If that is indeed the goal, then I think some vitamins and minerals are essential. Let's go to botanicals real quick. Here's the deal. Many of the pharmaceuticals we have have come from a plant, right? So yeah, let's make it simple. Aspirin. Aspirin is salicylic acid. Where does it come from? It comes from the willow bark tree, which is an herb. It comes. It's, it's a bark from a tree, right? And what happens is that. So how? What's the difference between aspirin and willow bark? Well, the difference is that the willow bark has hundreds of chemicals in it, and I think the 19th century or so, they saw that this one chemical within the whole bark. Salicylic acid reduces fever and helps with pain. 
Mm-hmm. So then you extract that and you know isolate that and you yeah. make it a drug. In fact, so a lot of the pharmaceutical drugs that we have, or many of them, is an extraction and isolation of one chemical to make it more powerful. That's good yeah. and bad, right? Good because, yeah, if you have a headache and aspirin helps you, then that's good. But obviously, we know that it's all kinds of gastric problems that occur and ulcers from aspirin. Yeah. Why is that? Because once you take out the one chemical from the herb, then it's so isolated that now the other chemicals that help you not have those side effects are are not not involved in that one chemical that's extracted and isolated, right? Yeah. So, but but to how herbs and botanical medicine works is a little bit of a push and pull, push and pull, push and pull. It does take longer. If if it works, we can talk about that. If it works. It does take a little bit longer because it doesn't, it's not a concentrated chemical, it's all these chemicals. And, and that's, that's a great the, point. I mean, that it, it takes longer, right? You got to give it some time to see if it's going to work. A hundred percent. And and typically the side effects are minimal or significantly less. Another conversation we can have when you're taking the whole plant. Do you need the, do you need aspirin just to keep the analogy simple sometimes? Sure, because sometimes, look, I can't wait till you know hours. I want to, I want to treat this now. Yeah, you know, my headache. I need, I need my headache to go away now. No problem, mm-hmm. right? But if you can do certain certain natural things and maybe take willow bark or something else, then it could be, it could be helpful. So botanical medicine, herbal medicine consists of plants, roots, or barks, right? Yeah, um, nature, and and there's the, obviously a lot of herbal medicines out there. And they work with in synergy with all the different chemicals that uh, that you find in these uh, in these items and, and these uh, uh, you know plants, uh, barks or or, or or roots. So I think that the question is right. Like I've I've done a video on on ingredients that are commonly found in sex pills, and you know when you look at the studies, they're small numbers. They're not going to ever be really powered to detect a huge major difference. And as you said, it takes time. And yeah. the biggest issue I found is that there's so many different formulations, right? And so it's right. very hard to identify which herb is really powerful for this particular problem. But, yep. you know, I think the other side of the coin is with these supplements or these particular ingredients, a lot of them have been used in ancient culture, right? In in like, we use a lot of Indian culture and, and things like that that have, you know, a historical reference to them. And so yes. certainly some of these things have you know, tremendous power and and use on a day-to-day basis. But I think the question I have for you is like, how do people decide, is this a good supplement? Like when they're looking at an ingredient list and when they're looking at the type of supplement, because, you know, the issue that I've mentioned many times on my channel is there's no regulation, right? There's no clear regulation that the thing on the bottle is actually in the pill itself. So how can we, you know, what can people do to identify good supplements? The big chains and uh, uh, companies, they tend to do a good job. They're too big, so they don't want to fail and have something that's not uh, properly manufactured. So they that's typically how that works. Naturopathic and functional medicine doctors, again, I'll define what that is in a second, um, and, and medical doctors who practice functional medicine, they have access to very high-quality, high-standard supplements. So when they prescribe to patients, you don't have to worry about quality. That's all taken care of. The common person in the street, look, don't go to the gas station and get the intriguing packet that they, you know, that's going to tell you that you're going to, you know, the size of your organ is going to grow and you're going to have, you're going to blow it out of the water. That's not, 
the case. What can be the case actually is that those pills are do actually have a PD-5 inhibitor, whether it's Viagra, Cialis, or Levitra. So that is possible. So, but if that is possible, get Viagra. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to get the supplement because you don't want the drug. Well, then get another supplement because those supplements oftentimes have some of these drugs. Or get the drug itself, which in many cases is fine. All these medications, there's a list of the supplements that have PDE5 inhibitors in them on the FDA website. So right. if you're looking for that, if you're not sure if your supplement may have a pharmaceutical like a PDE5 inhibitor, which is, you know, sildenafil, tadalafil, avenafil, Cialis, Viagra, Levitra. If you're not sure, look on the website, check it out. You will be able to see the list of medications that have this warning on them. It sounds too good to be true. It is too good to be true. Okay. Um, that's number one. The other rule is, you know, again, many of these companies, you look them up and you look up, you can look up their manufacturing um, um, uh, services and how they do things. And oftentimes they do a really good job. They do a clean job. And a lot of these companies are excellent. And, you know, and very quickly, uh, I'll just say this. You know, if I'm a manufacturer, I let's say I have a, a something with, I don't know, maca coming in, vitamin C and ginseng, right? It's a big bag. And oftentimes these powders look the same. So I don't know the difference, right? And I, and I yeah. certainly don't know if it's really maca and vitamin C and ginseng. So what good manufacturers do actually, and it does come with a certificate of analysis saying, no, this is maca and it's been tested for microbes and metals and it's clean, right? Yeah. They all, they all come, but the certificate of analysis from the grower and you can't really trust that. So all the good companies take a sample, they send it for validation, mm -hmm. right? To an outside source to make sure that it is indeed what it's supposed to be. Guys, do you ever find yourself dragging through the day, low on energy, having trouble in the bedroom, or just not feeling like yourself? You might be experiencing something more common than you think, testosterone deficiency or low T. Did you know that low testosterone affects about 40% of American men over 45? As men age, testosterone levels continue to decline. You might notice signs like impotence, changes in sexual desire, depression, reduced muscle mass, or even fatigue. But here's the thing, it's not just about low T, it's about your overall well-being. That's where Rethink Testosterone comes in, a great resource for all men to learn about how testosterone affects their bodies. Rethink Testosterone is your go-to platform with tons of educational content and evidence-based scientific studies that go over everything you want to know about testosterone. From how low testosterone affects you to the common myths about testosterone replacement therapy and options for treatments. So check out RethinkTestosterone.com, your hub for all things testosterone and low T. Rethink Testosterone is on a mission to change the narrative and stigma around men's hormone health. Why wait? Visit RethinkTestosterone.com today and consider checking your testosterone levels. Always remember, you're worth it. Rethink Testosterone, because understanding your health is the first step to owning it. Head to www.RethinkTestosterone.com today and make taking care of your body a priority. So to recap, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And to look for these analyses done by the manufacturers where they send their their supplement off to a third party to see that it actually is what it is. Where would they find that on the website potentially? Typically, the website will talk about the man manufacturing process of the supplement oftentimes, not all the times, uh, oftentimes. 
also the there's also uh, NSF or UL. These are independent companies that come around and make sure that everything is done properly. So sometimes there's a step, sometimes there isn't, but that doesn't mean they're not certified by uh, company UL or NSF. There's that component as well. I mean, anyone can go and buy supplements just like you and I can hire. We can do our own accounting if we wanted to. But yeah. I, you know, but I actually have an accountant in this type of scenario. You probably do too. In this type of scenario, there, there are experts out there that can best guide, have access to good quality supplements, but can kind of best guide uh, someone or a patient with what to do and how to use it. Absolutely. So I think that's that's key. Ask for help from someone, either a naturopathic doctor, your regular doctor, your urologist, whatever you're looking for, mm-hmm. certainly bring it up. And I will say that as a, as a physician, a lot of us don't get this education on supplements. Yeah. And we know some because there are some studies that have been done on certain types of supplements. And so we can give you some information. And it's it's I think that the big take home is it's not going to be 100 percent hit for everyone who takes it. Right. And that's just like any medication. My next question is like, should we be worried about potentially harming other organs, interactions with other medications, things like that when you're taking a supplement? Yes and no. Yes and no. You you do need to be cautious. Uh, Some of these, some, for example, some botanicals have blood thinning properties. So when it's taken with other blood thinners, Boumadin, I have not experienced a lot of negative interactions in my 20 year plus career. And I haven't seen in good research a lot of it, but there is some potential for sure. Um, I'll give you an example. Kava, which is a to me a fabulous botanical, the herb comes from Indo- Indonesia and Hawaii and things like that. And it kind of relaxes the nervous system very nicely. Um, there's some case studies online that are, are reported showing hepatotoxicity. So liver enzymes are rising. And those are a few case studies. I've never seen them. I've used kava, so you'll like this. Um, kava, I find, is a wonderful botanical for prostatitis. Huh. Okay. Wonderful. Why? Because it calms things down. Yeah. And there's a lot of hypers, hyperness around the pelvic area in men with prostatitis. But I think, so I always check the liver enzymes. Never have I seen an issue. So I think it's very good. But there are some case reports within that regard. More often than not, unless, I don't know, the person is taking more than they should, and sometimes they make up their own stories, and they take, no, oh, a little bit is good. My goodness, a lot more must be better. No, a lot yeah. more is, is toxic. I mean, I drink a lot of water, but if I have five gallons a day, I'm in trouble, right? Yeah, So, absolutely. So, so you want to be careful with that, but more often than not, it's pretty, it's pretty safe. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh, before I let you go, I want yeah. to tell everybody what exactly a naturopathic functional medicine doctor is, and if they want to find one, where they can find one. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not an MD. I'm an ND. Board certified, several schools throughout the country. You go to school for four years, post-grad, take board examinations, and you become a naturopathic doctor. I chose the road less traveled. I became a naturopathic doctor, and then I did a residency and fellowship in urology. Who else does that? Me, I think one other guy. I don't know. You're the only one I know. So what was I was working with Aaron Katz, Dr. Aaron Katz at Columbia University. He had the holistic center there. So we did work, research, and I saw patients, worked with him, learned a lot about conventional, what you know you guys do. And actually the great work, I'm a huge proponent, honestly, and really integrative urology. And um, and that, so that's naturopathic medicine. It really is, uh, you learn diagnostically, very similar blood work and things therapeutically some pharmaceuticals, but the focus is on herbs and 
nu nutritional medicine and things like that. Functional medicine is a certification for anyone who wants to become a certificate, uh, functional medicine doctor, MDs, DOs, anyone, NDs. And it's, um, it's, it's science-based, holistic, multi-system medicine. So, uh, the idea here is, and the philosophy is, the waist, the lower part of the body is connected to the upper part of the body, at least in our Europe. You know? So the idea yeah. here is that the whole body is connected mm -hmm. and that one part of the body can affect and will affect another. So, and it's all looked at from a very, you know, nice science-based perspective. So that's the general philosophy uh, with both naturopathic and functional. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm certified in functional medicine. I'm faculty at Institute of Functional Medicine. I'm a naturopathic doctor, a specialist in urology. So that's the long end of that. So obviously finding a naturopathic doctor who's done yeah. functional medicine and urology is probably extremely unlikely unless they live in New York and they can come see you. Um, and we'll put all of Dr. Gio's information in the description so you can check him out, find him, make an appointment, whatever you want to do. Uh, but if that. they don't have access to you, where can they, is there like a website where you can find right. a provider or something like that? So functionalifm.org has a you know, find a physician, naturopathic.org for naturopathic doctors. You put your zip code, you can find a physician. And in terms of a specialist in functional urology, stay tuned. We just launched the Institute, the, the, integrative, the integrative and Functional Urology Institute, the IFUI. And so there will be more people trained. Men, are you still searching for a solution for your erectile dysfunction? You know, the frustration of pills and injections and pumps? By the time you're ready, the moment may have passed. You and your partner can no longer enjoy the thrill of spontaneity and scheduling time for intimacy may be a disappointment. Now, there's a way to be ready in the moment for as long as you need. The AMS 700 implant is a permanent ED solution designed for your satisfaction and your partners. Happy partners agree with 92% of patients and 96% of their partners reporting sexual activity to be excellent or satisfactory. So go ahead. Live in the moment with our clinically proven physician-preferred AMS 700. Learn more at edcure.org slash podcast. That's E-D-C-U-R-E dot O-R-G slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Sponsored by Boston Scientific. Let's get down to the things that I think everyone wants to know. There's supplements for erectile dysfunction. They have all these ingredients in them, right? So let's talk about some of the most common ones. That, uh, and why don't you start with, you know, what are the ones that you hear about most often? And, and you know, do they really work? 50% of erectile dysfunction is in the mind. So the placebo effect, even with PD-5 inhibitors, there's a significant placebo effect here. Okay, let's take the placebo component out of the way and what really works. Anything that can produce, help the body produce more nitric oxide will help, right? Mm -hmm. So things like arginine, particularly L-citrulline, L-citrulline is a precursor to arginine, and you can get more arginine in the body from taking citrulline than actually consuming arginine orally. That helps with uh, widening the arteries and the, and the um, blood vessels because it produces um, the production of more nitric oxide. So I like citrulline quite a bit, but this is not a replacement for a PD-5 inhibitor like tenodafil, tenodafil. See, in fact, there's a study that showed that a few antioxidants combined with one of the PD-5 inhibitors, I can't remember which one, was better for erectile dysfunction than just the PD-5 inhibitor itself. Why? I am working on building your sexual health. So every part of what I just said, every word is important. I'm building your sexual health. 
So this is not event driven. And by the way, if it is event driven, in other words, I went to the gas station, I took it and it worked that evening, two hours before, there's a PD-5 inhibitor in it. From my experience, and probably very extensive, none of these things work immediately within two hours. It takes time if it's going to work by itself because you're building the sexual health. So what do I mean by that? I mean, for example, I do pomegranate extract and resveratrol. Many benefits there, but these things have, they seem to help with arterial health and endothelial health. So that the endothelium is the inside of the blood vessels and the arteries. It seems to nourish the endothelium. Anything that nourishes the endothelial health, anything that has good antioxidant properties will help with building sexual health. So that is my focus when I prescribe supplements, not so much this versus that. I don't do that. But as you were saying, I think that like there are some people who will swear by certain ingredients in supplements, right? And so a lot of the comments on my videos will be like, maca is really great. Ashwagandha is excellent. Tribulus. Like these are all different types of supplements. I've reviewed a little bit before in my past videos, but I kind of want to hear your thought. Does that enhance sexual health or build sexual health as you're describing? As it relates to science within the last several decades, there's been a significant amount of science in in many other herbs that we use specifically for erectile function and so forth. So let's go right to it. So the the botanicals that seem to work, okay, for erectile function, and by the way, it goes hand in hand with increasing testosterone because you need Mm -hmm. testosterone for erectile function. And certainly desire and things like that. Okay, so it all goes hand in hand. So ashwagandha is one of my favorite, and I think you'll, you know, you should love it, not only because you're probably from Indian descent as well, and it comes from India, but it's just a fabulous botanical. My favorite category of botanicals, and you have nervines, you have this, that, and you have adaptogens. Adaptogens are really your body adapting to stress and everything that is a consequence of stress. So ashwagandha is an adaptogen, right? Yep. Just like it's called natural God is called actually Indian ginseng, right? Ginseng from China and Korea, Korean ginseng, they're also adaptogens. There are several more. There's rhodiola from Russia. How does it work? Well, it does seem to have the ability of increasing testosterone. It seems like it, it lowers or modulates cortisol. So when you have a lot of cortisol, you have less testosterone. So cortisol is a, is counter to testosterone and cortisol comes from like excess stress for the most part. So it seems to counter cortisol, which seems to raise testosterone and sperm quality and things like that. Epimedium seems to where epimedium is known as horny goat meat out in the street. That's this kind of out in regular, <laughs> right, right. Out in the street is like, man, the, those horny goats, I tell you, um, nothing to do with goats. This, I think the, the, the history is that 150 years ago, a group of Chinese farmers saw these goats chewing on this plant and it was, you know, epimedium. And it was like, oh my God, these goats, they're, 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 they're going all over the place here. You know, and I think that's the history there. That's why it's called. There seems to be some, some good activity and some good, it seems to work pretty well. Not a lot of human research, but some animal research. But here's the thing. Epimedium has this chemical called iron. I-C-A-R-R-I-N. Icarin is a PD-5 inhibitor. So if you have enough Icarin, I can see how it can potentially work. Maybe there's other parts of the plants that work as well. But but if you have enough Icarin, maybe ha- it has some mild to moderate PD-5 inhibitor, inhibitor effect. 
Let's touch on some vitamins and minerals. I would love to hear if there are specific vitamins and minerals like magnesium, zinc, those sorts of things that are beneficial for erectile dysfunction. When you're taking a but a supplement, vitamin, mineral, or herbal, but botanical, it doesn't work like a pharmaceutical. It doesn't just affect one pathway. It's affecting many pathways. So you want to try to get the most bang for your buck with everything you take. And of course, all minerals, macro minerals and, and, and micro minerals are important to some degree. So I'm just going to throw out the ones that I think are a must. Magnesium is um, is one of them. Magnesium is a must. To me, for me, it's top five. Uh, over 300 enzymatic pathways, it does so much cardiovascular, lowers blood pressure. I'm not kidding. I have the studies in the links. Lowers blood pressure, right? Um uh, migraines it relaxes some uh, is a mineral that relaxes nerves and muscles if there's again for prostatitis magnesium is a good one helps with sleep particularly if it's magnesium threonate helps with memory if it's magnesium threonate if the person has some constipation then maybe magnesium citrate or oxide right so magnesium as it relates to testosterone what it probably does and there's some research again not robust that shows that it frees up testosterone so you have more free right so for your audience you could have a lot of total but if you don't have enough free testosterone then you're not going to get the benefits of testosterone you need enough free same with boron boron seems to free up testosterone if you have to choose one where you get the most bang for your buck is magnesium that's a, a macro mineral a micro mineral i like zinc zinc yeah. quite a bit the prostate is the gland that has uh either the most or the second most zinc concentration in it there seems to be uh, activity in the Leydig cells of the testicles. So the Leydig cells is where the cells that actually make testosterone and produce mm -hmm. testosterone in the testicles. There seems to be good activity there as well. So zinc, I would say magnesium and zinc if you have to pick, if you have to pick two. So is there ever a worry that you're going to take too many minerals? You're going to have too much? If it's a water-soluble mineral or 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 vitamin, vitamin C, right? Vitamin A, D, A, D, E, and K are all fat-soluble. Mm -hmm. Vitamin C is water-soluble. If it's, uh, and most minerals are water-soluble as well. It's a water-soluble vitamin, right? Because what's the other argument that I get. Oh, vitamins is just expensive urine. Yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> the fact is that there's some truth to that because your body's going to take what it needs and it's going to urinate what it doesn't need. Yeah. So yeah, but you want to saturate your body with the minerals that it needs. It's almost like saying, you know what? I'm not going to drink water because I'm going to pee out the water anyway. It is expensive urine, but your body takes what it needs. So the body does amazing things to keep you well from these things. Still, of course, there's toxicity. Uh, you have to be careful when it's mixed with uh, pharmaceuticals. I know you mentioned top five. So I want to, before we end here, I want to go through your top five supplements, minerals, vitamins, whatever it is that you think people should have for general health. It doesn't have to be just sexual health, but general uh, health. I think most of our food is deficient in good things. So again, even if you're clean, 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 I'm a plant. By the way, no one I've ever met is. Okay. So I've been in, I've been in the business for 25 years and I've done every diet and I know everyone, I know the people who are talking about these diets on stage and I see them behind closed doors. No one is hundred percent. Let's just say somebody is. There's still not a lot of these nutrients in food because of reasons that we spoke about before. Right. So I think a good multi is a good thing. Just general basics, right? Mm -hmm. In addition to that, I would say 
an a, a fish oil or omega three fatty acid for the hardcore vegan who don't want to consume anything that comes from an animal. Um, you can take algae, and there is enough omega threes in algae. Okay, so an omega three fatty acid, magnesium, vitamin C. So vitamin C is on oh, it's not for colds and flus. Again, a lot of pathways. If you don't have enough vitamin C, collagen doesn't work well. So in fact, it's people, you see people with, with gut bleeding. Yeah. You can give them some vitamin C. That just, it's it's a precursor to collagen. So then yeah. your, your skin may get, may get better. You know, I'm here, I'm 75 years old. Look at look at my skin, all that vitamin <laughs> C that I consume. Yeah. So vit- I think vitamin C is actually really important. So I said multi-magnesium. Omega-3 fatty acid and vitamin C. Man, th- this is hard because it's probably top 10. All right. The fifth one, I wanna, I'm want i going to choose a botanical. Okay. It's, prob- it's probably going to be curcumin. I take quite a bit. And w- when I take it, you know that, you know, after a certain age, you wake up a little bit more stiff. And plus, I work out a lot. So you get, tend to be more, you're not as stiff. Antioxidant, anti-cancer benefits. I mean, I use it even with prostate cancer patients with decent amount. So I like curcumin quite a bit. And, all right, I'll throw a six one out there is ashwagandha. I think with ashwagandha, you get a lot, a lot of bang for your buck, a lot of anti-aging things. Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Rena Malik MD podcast. If you enjoy listening, the best way to support our podcast is by rating and reviewing this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. This allows us to spread free education to more people each and every week. You can find me on social media on all the platforms at Rena Malik MD, including YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to see me as a patient, you can easily schedule an appointment at www.renamalikmd.com backslash appointments. And as always, remember to take care of yourself because you are worth it. 